Hello, Mark Steadman here. This is Company Man. It is the 8th of May. And I hope you're well. It's VE Day. War sort of war-y kind of celebrations? Commemorations? Make me un- not uneasy, but I'm not I'm not comfortable celebrating them. Never have been. Never even as a kid. It all felt a little bit flag wavy and a bit, you know, perhaps jingoistic. Although, obviously, as a kid, I didn't have those words. I think as a kid, I I was slightly um, obnoxious and I would have just said, I'm a pacifist. Uh, and it's not really, like, quite that simple. But, I don't know, there's something ghoulish. And there's, there's um, and, and this isn't the case for, for most people, but there is a tip of the spear, which you see on social media, I think, of a particular kind of person who really seems to revel in the whole lest we forget thing that's become a a bit of a clarion call and i find that uncomfortable like we need to remember sacrifices people have made and and i think something that i haven't heard talked about much is at all yet it's because we're still in it but there's going to be a presumably there's going to be a day isn't there there's going to be a a, a day for, for this, to commemorate this and and, um, and the sacrifices uh, people have made and, and the losses that, that we've uh, that we've incurred, there's going to be a, you know, a, a, a commemorative day and there should be. And there should be for, for things like, you know, for, for honouring those that that we've lost during wars as well, not just those who fought, obviously. And I get that. Um and I have respect, I have the utmost respect, and especially for, for those who who make sacrifices uh, for other people. But I don't know, it's, um, I've never sort of, I, I've never been patriotic. And I've never been, like, I'm, I, uh, I'm not proud of being um, British, but I sure am grateful for it. You know what I mean? In terms of um, like a, a privilege thing. It's pure luck that happened to be in one of the main countries, as I as I jokingly refer to it, like one of the one of the, the main ones. Um, <laughs> and and I think that's that's not where where it comes down to for for most people. It's not about that either. But there is just that tip, that sort of like I said, the, the tip of the spear, that is often the most noisy, and those can be the ones that are sort of hardest to ignore. The ones that really seem to be like a little bit over the top zealous for celebrating it like yeah we're we're all, we all like we all recognize the you know and we're we're seeing degrees of that every week with the you know clapping for our carers which weirdly enough is not something that's happening a lot around here that I can hear certainly not in my building i've heard bits and pieces from other areas of of my road and stuff but there's not a lot of it here and it doesn't go on for very long um, but then, you know, I don't live on a road where there's lots of people sort of crammed together. Obviously in a building, yes, but like we, we don't have balconies that we can all lean out of. You know, it's it's not one of those kind of situations. We would be creating one massive bottleneck if we all decided to come out at the same time uh, and do something because there's only one door. So it's, yeah, we, we'd have to stagger our, our entrances and exits. But, you know, for whatever reason, that's just it's it's it doesn't it's not happening here much. And I don't think there's a, a great reflection on a particular type of people um, who do it. And also, I think 
community has a lot to do with it and and wanting to come together. I think that's why we're seeing a lot of stuff that's not just clapping every week. People starved of more contact are wanting to do more. Uh, You know, I, I had the idea of figuring out some kind of system where I would sit in the car park sort of up high on one of the grass verges and get some music together, maybe put a desk out um, and and put a little portable, you know, like a decent sort of system on there uh, that I could play some some music out of. Um, Because I think that would be just a nice thing to do, Uh, you know, whether it's a a Thursday night or or another time and and actually just make a thing of it. And I I really, I should have done it this weekend because, you know, people are going to do uh, porch picnics and and things like that, and and um, use the time again, using this sort of commemorative period as a as a way to commune with people in in the the, the ways that we can. Um, so I've been also thinking about I was thinking this morning about uncertainty and change, and we are now we're about to hit what a uh, journalist that I was listening to, Tom Merritt, was talking about an inflection point. And this is the case where he is in the States. And I think it's very much the case here with we're waiting to hear more about our situation on Sunday. And it made me think about what we've... So, so we've had a new normal for the last six weeks. And I think as a society, from what I've gathered, I think we've adjusted to it really well. I think we've we've dealt with it very well as a society. Though you know there are people who just haven't bothered, and and that's that's a different story. And and you know, but I think those that are you know we see it in social media, we see it in what's being shared, uh, in in the the fun, the jokes, the the little videos. Um, we we see the creativity, the gigs, all that stuff, the quizzes, the live streams. I think we're doing all right with it. And people are exchanging messages of support and love and help, um, offering what they can. And that's, you know, that's been our, our sort of new normal for the last, what, six weeks? Um, maybe, maybe slightly longer. And we're about to enter, I think, a new period of uncertainty and change of what comes next. How much are we, uh, quote unquote, allowed to go out and, and in what circumstances, but also how much do people want to do that and how do they want to do that? Um, you know, I was chatting with my brother this morning. He was saying, well, hopefully we'll be able to meet up soon. And I'm like, I want that very badly because if I'm completely honest with you, the first thing I want is 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 to is a hug and to hug other people. That's what I want. I want a big, big old embrace, you know, but at the same time, I'm thinking, uh, how is, what's the safest way to do that? Not just for my own, because I've, I've done pretty well. You know, I've been lucky enough, fortunate enough, whatever, to have so far completely dodged it in, in, as far as I know. I mean, I don't know because there are, you know, people who can be asymptomatic. But I, I've not I've not been unwell um, as a result. And so I'm, I'm less worried about myself being unwell and more worried about, being asymptomatic and what that might mean for for vulnerable people around me uh, and 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 spreading it that way and you know that kind of stuff and so i'd like to see contact tracing or or exposure notification uh, as as we're calling it be be implemented better and there's good news a, a little bit 
coming out of the uh, of the UK at the moment in that they are apparently our NHS or our, our government whatever is now apparently looking at the Google and Apple system which is good because it is much less prone to security issues it doesn't require your location because you don't need it you you, you know in the, in the way this technology is working it's pro- proximity based on radio frequency uh, radio uh, signals uh, based on how long or how much a signal decays as it travels you know you can judge distance that way so all you need to know is the delta the distance between two points you don't need to know where the points are and so you don't need location information and so i'm really pleased and heartened that um the powers that be here are looking at apple and google system because it's pre-built for a start and it's built by people who know what they're doing anyway I will look forward to that being turned on and, and, and I think I will feel a lot happier moving about a bit then. But I think, you know, we are going to establish new normals. I bought uh, ages ago, I haven't opened them yet, but I bought a pack of uh, wet wipes with me and I think I'll just, it's just going to be part of my every day to carry those around with me in my bag. You know, I've always got my bag with me. It's usually got my iPad in it and uh, my keys and, and uh, stuff like that, visual aid that I use for traveling about. Uh, and I think it will become a new normal to, if 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 we're not even, masks aside, whether we're going with masks or not, I think it will become a new normal to um, to carry uh, some things like wet wipes or, or, or could be a useful new normal, especially if you travel on public transport, if you're touching things that other people have touched, uh, you know, quickly being able to, you know, get an alcohol wipe in there. I'm like, I have listened to a lot of people lately give advice uh, about all sorts of things and talk about things like they know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know if that's good enough. I, I so like don't don't take what I'm saying as like a point a plan of action because I don't know if that's good enough. I don't know if an alcohol wipe is is good enough. Um, you know, belt and braces. It's maybe it's a good sort of stopping off point until you get to the next place where you can wash your hands, kind of thing. Maybe maybe that's what 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 it's good for. If you know what I mean, like peace of mind. As soon as you, for me, I think it will be like, get off the bus, break out the uh, break out the wet wipes, wipe wipe the hands, throw those in the bin, uh, and then I can sort of walk with a bit more of a peace of mind until I get to where I'm going, where I can wash my hands. I think may, maybe that's the the best plan. I but I don't know. I don't know. And not enough. I feel sometimes like not enough people are saying that. You know what I mean? Not enough people are saying. I don't know. Like, as in people like us, you know, we're looking to experts to tell us what they know and what they what they think. And sometimes, yes, the answer is, well, we don't know yet, but we're finding out. And that's OK. Um, but I think more and more of us, and I think we, one of the things that I have seen, I think we've got better at this. Uh, and, and I'm seeing fewer, fewer opinions, fewer reckons um, floating about, which I think which I think is good. So... But, Tra- travel aside, I mean, travel is a big part of it, but there is going to be a new normal um, or a new not normal for a bit. There's going to be a new what is th- what does this look like? Because we don't know. You know, we, you can only see a period in time when you're out the other side of it. You know what I mean? So we can, we, we only know sort of what this period of lockdown looks like because we're, we're considering what the next level is. And we've, we've lived enough of it now. Where a little bit of perhaps anxiety or a bit of, of um, uncertainty can come in is is because we, I mean, even even when we hear back from from um, from Bojo on Sunday night as to what the what the next 
stage of this looks like even then when we we don't know what it'll practically look like certain you know are certain shops going to be open possibly uh is there stuff we can do in parks as long as we're not congregating with too many people uh, are there going to be rules about hey you can congregate there's talk of beer gardens opening and pubs all of this is speculation from what i gather at the moment i saw the papers yesterday saying pubs are going to reopen you're going to be allowed to do this and so well nothing's been announced yet so you mustn't do that come on stop doing that because that's not we haven't had that message yet let's wait for the message I'm not saying, you know, let's trust in our government. That's not the point I'm making. The point is, well, if we have to, you know, uh, trust, let's let's at least take it from one source. <laughs> um, and I'd rather it be the source that's the one that makes the rules rather than the ones that's got to reckon about the situation, which is, you know, the sun, the sun reckoning that, that uh, tomorrow the pubs will reopen. It's like, that's not all that helpful, you know? Um, so we're going to have this period of like, what is what 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 does this now look like what would what are we allowed to do what are we not allowed to do what do we feel comfortable in because i think now with the restrictions possibly being lifted or changed that possibly makes a difference to our own senses of of, of what we find acceptable um and, and also what what are the acceptable risks and what are the um acceptable things to do based on how vulnerable you are how you know i mean technically i'm like i am in the vulnerable category as a as a, as a large man um as you know as a as a family as a fu- not a fun size that's a that's the small one um but as a grab bag of a man i am you know in in that in that sort of higher risk category but you know like i said it's it's not so much myself that i'm worried about it's other people and with uncertainty, that can bring a certain amount of nail biting, a certain amount of sitting on the edge of your seat. And I'm gonna do my, you know, my utmost to be to be here and and to continue doing that. You know, it again for me, as I've sort of said all along, my practical situation is not much. My certainly my working situation is not much affected by this at all. Uh, the only thing that would that has really been affected. Um, is that on every other Wednesday, I wouldn't have normally gone to my local calf and had breakfast and worked there for a bit because that's where my cleaners come in. And that hasn't been the case for the last, you know, six weeks. But it's the other stuff, isn't it? You know, it's the it's the the socialising, it's the just seeing people about that is the bit that people like me have missed and that's the bit that's different and i i i I hope that that will improve you know i'm still gonna be working from home Uh, i've bought a new office chair which arrives on tuesday uh, or tuesday wednesday and i'll be assembling that myself uh so uh that'll be that'll be a fun one um so like yeah uncertain times we we don't know yet we've got uncertainty about uncertainty (laughs) right now because as i'm speaking to you on friday we 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 know something's going to be said but we don't know what's going to be said and we've got some suspicions about what what might be said but we don't want to speculate too much um so monday we will will have a bit more of a of a sense of uh, of of exactly what's going on and yeah like like i said i i plan to be here um continuing to do this for as long as it seems uh, sensible um or as long as i can uh, can feasibly do it 
Uh, or as long as people want it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll crack on. Now, I've got a thing today. I am going to take the BBC Bite Size Ridiculously Difficult Rare, world, rare Words Quiz. Uh, these are some of the rarest. <laughs> these are some of the rarest words in the Oxford English Dictionary. So says the BBC. Do you know their meaning? I love words. I I think this is fun. I don't know what level this is, uh, but if, if you don't know, BBC Bite Size is a set of learning resources, educational resources for kids, and they raise. They range from I think GC. Well, like early learning up to uh, GCSE, uh, A-level. So that would be the thing just before you go to what Americans call college. Uh, so just before you go to university, there's there's stuff all the way up, I believe. So until you're like 18, they've got they've kind of got resources uh, in place to supplement um, what, what you're getting taught in school. So it's a really cool thing. And uh, I am going to take this quiz. So let's go. Uh, let's start with number one. What does random scooter mean? Oh, this is good already. Random, R-A-N-T-U-M, scootum. What does random scootum mean? Is it in a state of uncontrollable anger, to move with haste, or is it reckless? It's got to be it's got to be sort of random. So I'm going to say reckless. If it's if it's a route like random, 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 random maybe. I'm going to say reckless. Oh, correct. I didn't know I'd I'd find out uh, straight away. Random random scootum means reckless. It's a word that many of us use all the time, said no one ever. Ah, they're snarky in this quiz. It's thought to be a variation uh, of the rare American word random scantum. How about, oh, my Lord, long, longiloquence, 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 L-O-N-G-I-L-O-Q-U-E-N-C-E, longiloquence, longiloquence. I'm not going to say any more. Is it the movement of an object faster than the speed of light? The crisp, white-fleshed, edible tuber of the yam bean? <laughs> or the habit of speaking at great length? Ooh. It's got to be, it's got to be long eloquence, doesn't it? Yeah, because if, if it's got, if it's about eloquence, that's to do with speech. That's that's my understanding. Correct. Longiloquence means the habit of speaking at great great length, similar to long-windedness. Uh, number three, if someone was to say oofflessness, what would they mean? Oofflessness. Oofflessness. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> O-O-F-L-E-S-S. N-E-S-S. Ooflessness. Is it poverty, expressing alarm or annoyance, or to act foolishly? I'm going to say to act foolishly. Oh, it was poverty. Ooflessness means poverty. It's British slang, uh, which ironically originated in Sydney, Australia. Why is that ironic? Uh, number four, then. How is Labafee? 
defined. A, a labor fee? I don't know. L-A-B-E-F-Y. Labor fee? Is it? Uh, how is it defined? Is it defined as an ornament being inserted into a perforation in the lip to declare or label as inadequate or to weaken or impair? And I think it's going to be the first one. I can't, I can't imagine it being to label as inadequate. I'm going to go to weaken or impair. And I was right. Labify comes from the now obsolete word labor fact and means to weaken or impair. Number five. What do you think aberruncate means? A-B-E-R-U-N-C-A-T-E. Aberruncate. Is it to pull up by the roots to remove entirely? That's, that's number one. Is it uttering few words or being brief in speech? Or is it number three, pretending to work when you're not actually doing anything at all? Pretending to work when you're not actually doing anything. I kind of think that one feels like the most likely. And I was wrong. It was to pull up by the roots. The earliest known use was in a 1721 English dictionary by a lexicographer, a person who compiles dictionaries, called Nathan Bailey. Oh, right. Number next. What is a dunderwelp? Oh, I love words like this. Dunderwhelp. D-U-N-D-E-R-W-H-E-L-P. Is it a female dingo giving birth to young? A person who lacks memory? Or a stupid or foolish person? Ooh, the, first one, the, the last one seems possibly too obvious. A person who lacks memory. I'd, I'd quite like to go with... I think I'd quite like to go with that one. Dunderwhelp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a person who lacks memory. So it's uh, a female dingo giving birth to young. Mm, no, a person who lacks memory. Oh, no, it was a foolish or stupid person. Once defined by the OED as a dunderheaded whelp, a contemptible blockhead, dunderwhelp <laughs> uh, is defined as a stupid or foolish person. Right. What does abditory mean? Abditory. A B. D-I-T-O-R-Y. And if you're British, that's abditory, not abitory. Is it causing an intending, sorry, causing or intending to cause delay, having the capability to remove hair, or a safe repository for valuables? Abditory. It, it, it sounds like an activity, doesn't it? It's the activity of ab abditory. Having the capability to remove hair, or a safe... I, I think causing or intending to cause delay, and I am wrong. It is a safe repository for valuables. An abditory is a borrowing for the Latin word abditorium, uh, a word the Romans used to describe a hiding place. Well, <laughs> I'm really pleased that I didn't know any of these words, by the way. I wasn't sure like how, how involved this would be. Right, 8 out of 10. If something or someone was Jill Hooter, what would they be? Jill Hooter. Now, this is a weird one. So it's J-I-L-L, -L, which is um, lowercase, hyphen, Hooter, spelled Hooter, but with a capital H. Hmm. A Jill Hooter. Is that an individual who is funny, has a sense of humour? Number one. Number two, an owl. Or number three, a female ferret. Goodness gracious. Now, 
And uh, like Jill Hooter, Owl, come on, that's got to be that's a trap, isn't it? Admiral Akbar, that's a trap. An individual who is funny, uh, or is it, or, or or is it a female ferret? I'm going to say, I'm going to say a person who is funny, and I am wrong. It is an owl. Ah, oh, son of a. Son of a dingo's kidney. If you know your animal sounds, well, yeah, you will know that an owl's call. So, th- sorry, j- just a meta point. This quiz knows words, it assumes I know the word repository, but does not assume that I know my animal sounds. Mm. Uh, if you know your animal sounds, you will know that an owl's call, uh, which, uh, missing an apostrophe there, uh, a call is a hoot. So a Jill Hooter, uh, and apparently that doesn't have an ap- Oh, you see? This is badly made, BBC, because the second time you've referred to it, it hasn't got an H, uh, 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 an uppercase H. Ah, so irritating. That's not why I lost. Um, Right, number nine. Number nine. What does Nescius mean? Nescius. N-E-S-C-I-O-U-S. Nescius. Nescius? 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 Uh, is it eager or quick to quarrel, argue or fight? Is it ignorant or not knowing? Or is it secretive behaviour? I'm going to have secretive behaviour because I really... It, that, well, that was a complete toss-up for me. Uh, it was ignorant or not knowing. Uh, a word that was the OED's word of the day in December 2017, Nessius is thought to be the origin for the word nice. Number, number final. What is the definition of... Crinosity. Crinosity. <laughs> Band meeting? Crinosity? C-R-I-N-O-S-I-T-Y? Crinosity? Is it to form wrinkles or nipple? Uh, mm, I'm going to stop doing that accent. Is it to form wrinkles or nipple? Oh, I keep saying nipples. <clears throat> Settle down, Mark. Is it to form wrinkles or ripples? Is it the state of being hairy? Or is it a growing ache or pain Crinosity. To form wrinkles or, or ripples. No, it's the state of being hairy. Oh, my word. Crinosity is the state of being hairy. As with most words in this quiz, uh, its origins are Latin from the word crinositas, but is apparently not recorded in Latin texts. Huh? So I got three out of ten. No. I had a much better memory of my score than 3 out of 10, listener. I could have sworn it was like 6. Oh, I did much worse at this than I thought. I'm bad at guessing words. Uh, I am uh, beliefful, which uh, that, that is apparently uh, what beliefful. Uh, the definition, um, having faith in something. Um, we still have faith that you can uh, smash those rare words. Well, there you go. Turns out, um, could do better. But uh, that was that was a thing to do, wasn't it? That was a distraction. That's the that's the point. Uh, you can uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll link this in the uh, in the show notes, uh, and uh, we'll do another one of these at some point. The last thing I want to do is I want to say I want to speak directly to to you because I don't often, and that's what this is for. This isn't just a distraction. I I started this being my usual self deprecating self. By saying, oh, you know, you just put this on, like like having the radio on for your dog, and this uh, we have the potential for this to be more than that. And one of those things is I, I get to hopefully blast some noise directly into your ear holes, and I hope that 
the last 10 minutes notwithstanding, uh, some of that can be pleasant and helpful and calming or warm in some way. And and that's what I'm aiming for. And I want to talk directly to you. And I just want to tell you that if you are feeling uncertain, disappointed, upset, unwilling to live up to some bar that we're seeing on social media to put out some sort of content to read this thing or to write that thing or to play this instrument. If you're feeling uh, listless, if you're feeling hyper energetic, if you're feeling distracted, if you if you're procrastinating, if you're really hyper focused and you can't seem to tear yourself away from a particular thing, if you're doing one thing to avoid thinking about another, if you're anything right now that is not necessarily how you would want it to be, I want you to know that you are heard and it is okay because we will all find out what our normal is in the next few weeks and then we'll find out again and we'll keep finding out and we'll, we will get to more stable ground. And that's what we need. We don't need everything to be perfect. We don't need everything to be fixed. But what is nice is to have a bit of stability underfoot and we will get there. But I want you to always know that there is someone thinking about you and there is someone who cares what you did yesterday or if you're having a good day or how that trick knee is holding up or how your back is or whether you, you spoke to someone yesterday and they upset you or you've got a hurting tooth, like the little things that can get magnified in this time. I want you to know that I hear that as well. And I'm not going to tell you it's okay because that's a silly thing to say. It's not that helpful and that minimises what we're feeling to just hear someone say, ah, it's not that bad. Or, ah, you'll get through it. Sometimes you, you actually just want to go, oh, man, that sucks. And and know that that is heard. And, and I want you to know that whatever you're feeling, it is heard and it is valid. And we will get to safer ground very soon. And I wish you as good a weekend as, as you can hope for. Um, don't feel pressured to have a good weekend. <laughs> um, I, I, I wish you that. I wish you the best, and uh, I will look forward to speaking to you again on Monday. If you want to get in touch, you know where to find me. Um, so you will find me at a Mark Stedman. It's my name, but with an A at the beginning because I'm just I'm just one. I'm just one A. I'm just one Mark Stedman. I'm one of, I'm one of the Marks Stedman. Um, so you'll find me on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places at a Mark Stedman, and uh, you'll find the show on Twitter and Facebook at Company Pod. If you want to. Um, pop up your hand and say hello or, or connect with other people i think that's 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 much more uh, of, of a thing if you want to share your so there's been a couple of people it's been lovely to uh, to see sharing simple pleasure guilty pleasure we'll we'll play another round of that next week and uh, yeah so if you want to keep on doing that uh whatever you whatever you uh, you want to share uh it's it's lovely to to see the, the odd messages and stuff so keep doing that and I will speak to you next week. So until then, have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.